What's going on, everybody? It is Friday, July 17th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Southside Zoe, aka Father Zoe, aka Zoe, aka Mr. 88. That's what I just shot. So, and with me as always, I forgot where I was going with that, is Mr. Aldo Soto. What's they up? lost their place during their humble brag. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you were like just dreaming about Luis Robert, that he wears 88, or like Nick Magical had a hit Thursday. I don't know. Oh, I, I was very happy with the 88 I just shot. Um, <laughs> and the good Reverend K Fids. What up, Kevin? Uh, the only thing I shot today was. Um, uh, a picture of uh, of Taco. I got nothing. I got nothing. No, and this is Joe. I was sorry. Okay, opening day. Today. Opening day. The worst day. I'd be on the course today if it wasn't 116 degrees here in Las Vegas. I'm, so I'm a little jealous that you have 101. Oh, no, it was actually nice today. Yeah, it was nice. It was in the 80s. So it was nice. Um, so opening day is right around the corner. We got inner squad scrimmages, which are confusing as hell because they put you in a glass case of emotion. Are you like, sweet, my guy hit home run, but does that mean my pitcher suck? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Nick Magical strikeout gate. We're going to talk about Wilson Contreras. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff because your boy's a little buzzed up. So let's tap this keg. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, as always this show is brought to you by sports mockery sportsmockery.com make sure you're going downloading the app putting on push notifications so you can be the first to know if anything happens in any of chicago sports sports mockery and sports and gentlemen we actually have a fancy ad read here Ooh. so the show is also brought to you by haha hot sauce so Dave Yates is a touring stand-up comic that just so happens to make and sell hot sauce as his merch. It's called Ha Ha Hot Sauce. It has a great combination of flavor and heat. Orange, pear, apple cider vinegar are some of the base ingredients, and he also throws in that Carolina Reaper, which gives it a great, consistent burn. Uh, I seriously, I put it on buffalo wings, the bonus ones, and I'm a huge fan of it. It's I'm kind of a sissy when it comes to this, but this was just the right amount of burn for me. Um, so with a lot of comedians not working right now, Dave has found a way to stay afloat in a very unique way. So help us support a fellow comedian and a Southsider and a White Sox fan by going to hahahotsauce.com to order and follow him on social media at Yates Comedy and at hahahotsauce. Hahahotsauce. Do it. I just added that last part, Dave. You're welcome. And Dave, um, you send it to me. I will eat. I will eat. Fingers on the air with your hot sauce, and, and you want to you want to throw that little Carolina Reaper at me? That's good. 
It's it. pretty good. I mean, like I said, I'm a big sissy, but this is right there. This is probably pushes me to my limits a little bit, but it's good stuff. Uh, Dave's been doing it for a while. It's tasty. Go and get it. Ha ha hot sauce.com. I'll chug half the bottle. Oh, oh, that is, I just got heartburn just thinking about that. Um, so yeah, we got inter squad scrimmage games during summer camp. That's the official title, oh, summer camp. What a weird sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's juiced about it. I got to admit, though, it's been really fun to watch. But like I said, I get so conflicted with emotions watching this because you're like, okay, Aaron Bummer just looked fantastic and mowed guys down. But does that mean our hitters suck? And then it's like, oh, well, Carlos Rodon is getting touched up. But does that mean our hitters are really good or Rodon sucks? So it's like. Yeah, it was like last week before it was on TV and all we saw was the video clips. And the Cubs was like, Craig Kimbrell gave up a home run. But like Wilson Contreras, another 400-foot bomb. <laughs> it's like, all right. So but it's weird. Also, stop giving up home runs, Craig Kimbrell. Yes. But it's it's weird, but it's also it's something to watch. See, it's no, baseball. That's, that's the thing. That's, but the good thing is, since there's just like a whole bunch of pitchers, you do get the chance to just be like, you know, hey, Ross Detweiler, throw throw some fastballs up there and then just see whoever. That's the thing, though. The White Sox, I think I've noticed for the White Sox, they were like really lopsided their lineups. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're giving the people what they want. They're going straight nine, and then you're going to have like the, the taxi squads getting their ass beat. I don't know what that means. Either do I, but it's provocative. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's good stuff. I mean, the biggest story – well, no, first and foremost, I would like to address something. Yeah, you need to. We need to talk about Nick Madrigal. Beef love. All right. The strikeout king of White Sox camp. Last <laughs> two um, shows, though. Zach Collins, third strike, called it on Magical and yep. tonight or last night. Uh, for those listening in the future, uh, 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 White Sox closer, I was calling me striking out Nick Magical, making him look like a minor leaguer that he is. <laughs> Let's not talk about all the other hits he got or stealing second or throwing runners out at home. From yeah, we're not, gonna... I did see that play, that was a great throw. So this is what I want to talk about with Nick Madrigal, and I'm I'm going to get somewhat semi-serious about this for a second. Oh, jeez. I think it's funny, all right? We got to find the sappy music underneath. I am and have been a very, very big supporter, big fan of Nick Madrigal, okay? I still think he's going to be a good major leaguer, and I still think the best chance of the White Sox winning this year have Nick Madrigal starting at second base on opening day, okay? That being said, it is beyond comical – if Nick Madrigal strikes out, I get 50 people tweeting at me, or I see all these people tweeting. If Nick Madrigal gets a base hit, there's 50 other people tweeting about the, how great that base hit was. And the thing – so that's very funny to me, both sides of the coin. And at the end of the day, though, it's – we're all – the people that I follow and interact with, we're all White Sox fans. Like, it, it benefits us all if he's good. And it's weird to me that people find like this weird joy out it's, of him striking out. But I get I it. You guys, you guys, as an outsider, like you guys have these two very distinct factions. Nick Madrigal is yeah. going to suck, or Nick Madrigal is going to be like fucking awesome. And I get, but I, <laughs> there's no in between. There is zero. There's not. You know, hey guys, like Nick Madrigal might be like, all right, no, <laughs> no middle, like two eighty and no drive middle. in seventy nine. Like you're like, no, nope. 
no middle ground. He better he has to hit like six hundred. Because if he doesn't, people are gonna be like, "Yeah, hey, I told you he sucked." Like today, I was just catching up on highlights. I missed it because I was too busy breaking ninety on the golf course. And I'm gonna humble me brag. my pen today. I'm gonna humble brag like fifty times during the show. But he hit a nice base hit, went opposite field behind the runner. It was well done. And then I go to Twitter and fucking Ken W.O. His first thing was, yes, yeah, sweet little dribbler past the second baseman. It's like, no, dude, it was a good hit. But on the other side, people were like, look at how smart he is. Look at that baseball. It's like he did what he was Bat to ball skills. Bat to ball skills, baby. But it was good to see him steal second base. It was good to see him put make some defensive second plays at second. But, again, it, dude, it is – it has become like a parody of itself. Yeah. What happens when, like, if Nick Madrigal like farted mid game, someone would be like, "That had no power behind it." You know, what I mean? it's just like what fans think that Madrigal is like gonna be is like what Dallas Keuchel said about like the overall team. Did you did you see what he said? He's like, you know, like we're a very young team, so we're either gonna be really good or we're gonna be really bad at the start. <laughs> it's like, yeah. all right. <laughs> And he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. And I mean, some of the very positive things that we've seen in these inner squad is Luis Roberts, very good at baseball. And the best player in the world. <laughs> well, <laughs> the world. I like it. I, you know, I made fun of him the other day. I made fun of Chuck Garfine. And I, the even funnier thing is the next day he leaned into it more, which I respect that. And Jason Bernetti also ribbed him. Like Robert made, uh, Robert made a like a normal catch in center, <laughs> and Bernetti like fake got excited. He's like, well, Chuck, did you all, see that? <laughs> yeah. First of all, he's Kelly Leak from Bad News Bears. And if you're too young to get that reference, sorry, you missed both of the films. So oh, wait, Kel- basically in the movie Bad News Bears, Kelly Leak is like the stud outfielder. He's the best player on the team, head and shoulders. And his coach tells him, don't let anyone else try to even catch a ball in the outfield. So he runs across pole to pole and catches every ball in the outfield. His teammates get pissed. But basically, Roberts, he just covers so much ground in the outfield. And again, oh, fuck. I wish anyone else in the world hit this ball. But Nick Madrigal hit a very deep ball to right center that would have been a double for a majority of the center fielders out there. But Robert, with his speed, tracked it down and made a hell of a catch. And yes, I God, I wish anyone else hit that ball. But since it's magical, now it's a thing. But he See, made it because, no- because it is magical. I can say one of two things. Mm-hmm. The first, I'm going to say most center fielders make that catch, but that doesn't make it not impressive. Luis Luis Robert, great speed, covers a lot mm-hmm. of ground. Two, Luis Robert had to like run that fast because he's probably playing like way in because it was Nick Magical. So here's a question too. Are these guys using like their shifts against their own guys? Are they are they giving away data right here? Or are they just like uh let's maybe play it like where where would the opponent where have the opponents played our guys? I see them shifting, but I don't think it's that you extreme. Much, right? You don't give too much away. Right. They have better analytics than everybody else on their own dudes. Actually, no, I think they're shifting because I think it was like Zach Collins was up and like and he like tried to bunt because Mercedes, well, they are shifting. Mercedes was playing third base and Collins tried to bunt. Um, you know, they're still shifting. I mean, they have to prepare these guys for like 
this is what's going to, this isn't anything new guys. Like, oh, oh, I teams know. Guys, two that's, things. What, that's what I mean. Are they using, are they using what other teams have done in the past traditionally as shifts I or think are they so. using their own personal data to create shifts and their weakest spots? So are they giving away? So two things, one shout out to Aloha, Mr. Han, who just tweeted me Kelly leaks baseball card. That was awesome. <laughs> and two, in the right side of the what's trending on Twitter right now, trending in Illinois, the word madrigal. <laughs> the man strikes out once in an inter scrimmage game and his name is trending. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, to a T, this is what I'm talking about. And also, Dylan Cease is trending under the MLB tag, which is because he has some nasty stuff, but. It was kind of a bum squad. Anyways, yeah, this is – oh, my God. This is exactly what I'm talking about with Madrigal. This, thank you guys for putting it on a tee for me. Yes. Um, but some of the other stuff, Zach Collins showing opposite field power. Uh, Luis Robert hitting well, too, hit that home run and fell down, which I had a mild heart attack. I don't know by how many way, of those I don't have in me, Luis. By the way, I just it. want to say – Luis Robert is going to be fucking great. I right, breaking be, news. I know. Very good. He's I know. going to be breaking very good. Well, like that guy's like you can just tell. He's going to be very good at baseball. He's he is yes. He's I'm very happy he's on our team. Uh, Aloy hit a triple. That was funny. Um, if Luis is, Robert was in center, it would have been caught. Yes, it's true. Um, Tim Anderson's having fun and people hate it. So um, much. All the fun. All the fun. Like, there's no more fun for anyone else on the team because Tim Anderson's having all the fun. Taking uh, all the joy. Um, I thought Dane Dunning looked all right. Um, still not a Russ Detweiler fan. That guy sucks. Keichel? Keichel was, was Keichel fucking awesome. That guy sucks. That guy sucks. Uh, Keichel looked good. Um, Bummer looked good, which was very encouraging. Um, I thought it was really nice of Nick Madrigal to let Colomay strike him out so he could boost – his great teammate. That's, that's a good teammate right there. To me, that is one hell of a teammate. Um, but yeah, I, it's a good get vibe. That, get that going, Zoe. Tweet yeah. that out right now. <laughs> Whoa. No, we're live, Whoa. so people heard that. It, Fangraph just dropped their National League Central or their National <laughs> League projected standings. All right, hold that thought. Let me finish this real in conclusion on the White Sox interleague scrimmage, though. So, there's a really good vibe coming off this team, a really fun vibe. And there's nothing more fun than winning. So, you know, if they can put this together and win some games, this is going to be a really fun short season for the Sox. Uh, Mankata coming back is a huge, that's like a shot of roids. That's a huge thing for this team. But yeah, I mean, so far I've thoroughly enjoyed everything out of this summer camp for the White Sox. There's nothing that I'm really like, well, this sucks. You know what I mean? It's, Again, it's that feeling at the beginning of a season where you have the optimis- optimism that your team's going to be great, but they they look like they're having fun and it's a good time. They're dancing, like they're hitting the shit out of the ball. Pitcher's got some good stuff. Cease had a dirty breaking ball going today, and it's just I don't know. I think if they can keep that relaxed vibe, good things will come from this team. So, do would you say then you agree or disagree with? Fangraph's prediction that the Chicago White Sox will finish third in the AL Central with a 30 and 30 record. Disagree. 
That's their projection, by the way. Which is, I mean, that's pretty much where I've seen everyone have them. Um, they got the Astros winning 35. They got the Dodgers winning 36. They got the Cubs winning the Central at 32 and 28, tied with the Brewers. And they got the Cardinals and the Reds tied at 31 and 29. Yeah, I mean, they got the, the Twins with 32 wins and the Indians with 31 wins. I mean, that's 32, 31, 30. I so, think, yeah. Was there a terrible team again that we said wasn't going to win 20 games? Was that the Orioles? Tigers. Tigers have been. Oh, excuse us. Uh, by the way, so there's just one thing I want to bring up. After Giolito and Keichel, are you worried about the rest of the rotation? Of course. I mean, yeah. Carlos Rodon, his slider looked pretty good today. I just got to watch a couple clips of it, but it does also kind of see, and my man Beeflo pointed out that getting rocked. He's getting touched up. Um, He's coming back from an injury. It might take some time. I don't think we have that luxury, especially with Kopik not coming back. Um, yeah, I mean, there you don't know what you're going to get out of Raylo. You don't know which one's showing up. Um, cease. Cease. So Cease to me today looked like the Cease that went up there and just didn't give a shit and was just trying to throw his best stuff. It didn't look like he was trying to overthink it. You know, and I think that's a big thing for him. And if he's made that step, that progression, Cease could be a great pitcher for it. Not great. A good pitcher for us. So I feel very confident in the bullpen and the top two. But, yeah, there's still definitely – it'll be interesting to see. I mean, there's I mean, too at, much. At the, you got another pair walk today too, by the way. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, though, I think it's, it's going to be the offense that's going to carry the team now. If yeah. like if the White Sox succeed, it's going to be because guys are just hitting home runs left and right. Oh yeah, if, today. if I was a, a betting man, I'd be placing wagers on overs in White Sox games. Yes. Hint. Yes. Hint. 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 Um, I'm here for you guys. Venmo me. Um, Apple yeah. Oh, oh, oh right corner. Kevin. Oh, wait, that's Illinois. Illinois has legal betting now. Never mind. Scratch finally that. bet. Yeah. You guys can all suck it now. I'm no more runs for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I bet over. Yeah. Uh, Anything else though? Any other observations for Sox camp so far? Yo yo, you think he's ready? Look a little rusty out there, apparently. Yeah, first day back. And he finally like openly admitted he had Rona. So spoiler alert. Thanks, Yon. <laughs> um Jose Abreu still Jose Abreu. Uh, oh, oh, I want to ask you, do you think, I, I agree with you, I think Magical gives you the best chance he should be the starter. Do you think he'll be the opening day starter? At I'm so blinded by the fact that, like, I'm just, he, there's no reason in my head that he shouldn't be. The only thing that I'm okay with is, and no one's verified this for me yet, I keep saying it, and yes. no one's told me I'm wrong, so I'm just kind of like, going no with it. No one's writing about it, but, I, I, unless I just missed it. But I haven't seen it. If seven days buys him another year, but I did read a couple of good points from the White Sox uh, Twitter family. Dude, Jose Abreu is not going to be a max con- – or not Jose Abreu. Nick Madrigal is not going to be a max contract guy. So who well, gives a shit? Well, we don't know he's that not, He's not going to be. Know I'm, that I'm, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> he's not going to be. So who gives a shit? You know what I yeah. mean? It's a 60-game season. Start him in the first game. He's better than Larry Garcia. So, See it? Yes. 
I'm, yeah, because because like at minimum, at minimum, he has like gold glove caliber glove. So yes, and he's a he's your best second baseman on your roster. He should be on your roster opening day. He's not going to be a max contract guy. Who gives a shit? Quit playing these stupid games with eligibility. The window is now like it's open now for the White Sox officially. Like it is, it might not be all the way open, but it's open. The hyperbole window. It's conceivable. Inconceivable. Counterpoint: um, It is. is going to lose hundred million dollars. Oh, yeah! Sorry, don't even Jerry. get me started on that. All right, before for Jerry. Dylan sees his final line today: four point two innings pitch, three hits, one run, one walk, eight Ks. He'll take that every day. So, oh, he'll take that a, every day without a doubt. But then, what do you say? Did Dylan sees have it going today, or did our hitters just suck? So it's like. <laughs> Which which White Sox lineup did he face? <laughs> did he uh, face the offensive studs or did he face the the the, the squad that's like the intern that had to go out there and suit up just because they were? Here was the. Here was the uh, yeah, oh yeah, no, he definitely faced the like the F team. Yeah. Magical leading off. Uh, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> it was he faced Magical Collins, McCann, Vaughn, uh, Mendick, Mercedes, Basabe, Angle. It's like a pretty good triple A team. Yeah. Uh it was basically the yeah, the White Sox triple A team last year besides uh they have Masabe up today. Yeah. Oh nice. I think that kid's gonna be good too, but that's a whole nother show. Uh but yeah, no, he faced all the young guys. He basically mm-hmm. faced like his friends. Because the other lineup was TA, Robert, Abreu, and Carcion, Eloy, Grandall, Mazzara, Cuthbert, Delmonico, Delmonico at second base, fucking beat it. <laughs> And those guys, did they face the, uh, did they face the social media manager for the White Sox who was pitching on the bump with his number taped on the back? I don't know who that was today, but someone did had the their Cubs number. Two and they had the guy playing left field. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. They had, a, they had, they had a staff member out there playing left. Not pitching though. That's bold no. strategy. Hey, um, social media managers got it. Opening, opening day, second baseman, Nikki D. If Nikki DeMonaco is the opening day second baseman, I might have to go to the hospital because I'm going to rip my side by laughing so hard at how dumb this organization is. So if he is the starting second baseman, will you get a, a Nikki magical um, tattoo? No. Says, What's with you I, tattoo? No, no, no. If Nikki DeMonaco <laughs> is the opening day second baseman for the Sox, I'm just going to like tweet at you. Big Dick Nick in the lineup, and then you'll <laughs> click it, you'll click it, and it's not going to be magical, and you'll be very mad. You can use all caps too, right? So Edwin and Carcion, he hit another bomb. He's dude. He's going to be such a good DH. He's a prep. Yeah, he's, he's just going to. He, he didn't have to be begged to do the parrot today either. It was there. No. It came out. It came out like a step beyond first base. And God, does he fit so well on this? T- it's just like, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, Luis Robert made a nice running diving catch, well, sliding catch. Uh, he was broke the step again early in the yeah. sliding. TA really turned on. And then, yes, Money Grandel hit a bomb. I've, you know, we keep talking about all these other positions, and we have arguably the best catcher in the AL. We don't even talk about it. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's switch gears though. The Cubs, uh, speaking of catchers, your boy, big Willie, he's, uh, 
hitting the ball very far. And Kevin, you brought up how uh, Encarnacion, the first time he hit a home run against the Sox, he had to be like, like they were, uh, the players were asking for him to do the parrot. No one of the Cubs needs to tell Wilson Contreras to celebrate a home run against anyone. Did you see a pseudo hug with Chris? They did a pseudo hug. Guy loves. No, that guy is playing with the same energy intensity as if it's like the postseason. It doesn't matter if there's no fans like at Wrigley. It doesn't matter if it's against his own guy. He like hit it like a ball like four thirty off Chatwood on uh, was Wednesday. Just immediate bad flip, stared him down. I love it. Yeah, no. I was just like, "What the fuck, man!" <laughs> he's, he's, he is he is he is he might be one of those guys that just are rolling in, just ready. Like that's going to be the weird kind of question mark of the season is which guys are going to just kind of show up. So far, dear lord, he showed up. He is mm-hmm. he's been the most impressive guy in the summer camp for the Cubs completely. And I think maybe the maybe the pressure is a little bit off him too because he knows that there's a DH role too. He can take a day off. I think he can actually let that shit fly a little bit for himself. And I think that with the National League, the way that he's set up, he has to kind of make sure he takes care of himself a little bit. He's got to hold something back so he's not banged up. So he has that ability to, you know, catch two or three games. And now with this, he's, he's able to Caratini, who's a, he's fine at the plate too. Okay. And then, I mean, Chorber can catch, I guess, in des- desperate times. But, <laughs> no, um, but. But no, Caratini's it fine. I mean, he was overframing early, but that might have been the camera. You know, we were talking about it on the chat the other day. It looked like it probably was the other camera. It was just the camera angle because I think there was a ball that was called a strike three that was not further off the dish. And it looked, I just, I thought it looked like he was really setting up far outside and he wasn't, he was fine. So I just, one thing for Contreras, there's a recent fan graphs, like did their like whole calculations things for like how the season's going to play out and they did their rankings for every position. The mm-hmm. Cubs like catching tandem was twelfth in the league. Hmm. I just think that like stapled, stapled the Sox for number one. Hey, yes, have you guys mind? Because they had, you know, pitch ramp. Um, I just need that like stapled onto Wilson's locker. I I need that motivation from him every day. Just they'd be like, hey, you're not considered a top ten catcher in the league, even though you've been the fucking starting catcher hmm. for the All Star team two years in a row. Not a top ten catcher. So I need that motivation from every day. So you just just like tear somebody's head off when he goes on the field. Um, Kevin, Anthony Rizzo, worried? Not worried? Nah, nah. I mean, I mean, it, it's worrisome and troublesome just because it's a shorter season. But I mean, again, these guys back issues are something that you you just, you can't or really can't dance around. I mean, it's the most important part of what they do and everything they do is their core. So you just got to let them kind of just chill it out. And, you know, you wonder if, you know, maybe some of the the weight that he lost, because he looks ripped. He looks great. Did he set himself up for, you know, maybe some of that extra padding was really good for the way that he did things. Like, you know, you, you wonder if addition by subtraction sometimes is negative. So like if he gets, if he gets, you know, worked out and swole, does that affect the rest of his body? Maybe he, that extra, like extra chunk that he always carried, that, that extra pasta belly, maybe that protected his spine or his lower back muscles from really kind of getting tweaked too much. Maybe this change and his body's got to adjust to the change of this routine with that. And, you know, baseball players lose a lot of weight over the course of the season. You weigh a guy on opening day compared to what he weighs, you know, in game 162, they're going to, you're going to see probably a five to seven pound drop. Their bodies do degrade over the course of the time. And so maybe he's just, and that's kind of, that's a little bit problematic maybe when you get later in the season, but, I think them just being careful 
you know, if he feels like he doesn't feel great, you know, they're going to, they're going to pull back just in case he can step up on day one and be ready to go. He's a age. Oh yeah. And you can move Chris over to first and you can have, I mean, Bodie was right in the, the swing of things, making an error immediately. Well, no, um, that's the thing though. He can't just DH because the back. He's gonna be that that like torque in his in swinging. That's gonna. It hurt. depends on the swing though. I saw him today. He was doing some uh, shadow swings, right today. No, he was just bunting. He was just tracking pitches. He wasn't swinging at all. So he was um, just keeping the track. All right. Yeah, like that's like the thing though with the weight. Yet yeah, maybe, but he's had back issues every year for like six years. So this is just a chronic thing and. We've seen it in the past where it'll be early in the season. Like, there's always a Anthony Rizzo has like a tight back in like April, early May, in a 162 game season. All right, fine. You can you can afford to not have Rizzo out like every day for like a week, week and a half in a 60 game season. Like, if he misses like the first, like if he opens the season, like the injured list, like that's ten right out of the that, gate. That ten games, and that's ten games. It really is. percent of uh, was like yeah. Or sixteen percent of your season done. That's not, that's not great. And you're gonna have Caratini or Chris Bryant fill in. That I just so, I hope so. Like as it's you not said, good. Kevin, it's not obviously optimal, but I think the Cubs have a depth. They have they're deep enough that they can handle that kind of for a little bit. Again, Chris can play first. I'm sorry. I mean, he's fine over there. He's actually probably oh yeah. He's he's probably gonna be somewhere not, in that top tier defensive. It's, like, it's the ripple effect of that because mm-hmm. then you have like Bodie at third and then. Someone else, Nico. I means sure. Nico's got to do it because you got Kipnis too. You gotta- um, I will say though, how you said that, like Rizzo right now, just rest him. He doesn't. He's fine. He, he's you know, he, has a great, he has a great approach. He doesn't need to be out there right now. So it's, I'm not that worried yet. We're a week away, but yeah, I don't know. He's missed like half a camp. <laughs> I'm well, trying and, to and not, how much- not panicked. Here's my question: How much of that is them actually just being a little bit more careful with his past history? With with the non-Hodgkins and everything like that too. I mean, they're not being much very careful with Lester, but who's going to be careful with Lester? Come on, let's be honest. Lester's going to do what the hell he wants to do. But maybe the Cubs are like, "Hey, dude, are you okay? Are you a little? You're, you're a little sore. Why don't you go hang out in the bleachers for a little bit? You don't need to be around these guys until you need to be around them. And for a guy like that, it's fine. That's, he's a guy, again, he's a cancer survivor. Why would you unnecessarily throw him in there just for some show? Like. He'll show when it's time to show so that, you know, he could magically be healed, you know, the night before it's time to, you know, start really playing. And that's, you know, I, I have no problem with them taking it careful with him and just making bullshit excuses. Like sometimes they do, like sometimes they'll say, yeah, it's a back injury. He might've woken up and said, yeah, I'm a little tight. And they said, no, oh, shut him down. Why don't you go sit in the bleachers for a little bit? You know, it, his health is, you know, they're watching him and Lester probably more than anybody else. As, as they should. Concerned. Absolutely. Well, you asked me about the White Sox rotation. They said Hendricks is going to be your opening day starter. How are you feeling about that rotation? Oh, damn. I was about to answer love it because I thought you were going to say, how do you feel about Hendricks being the opening starter? But then you finished that sentence. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, love the starter part. Yeah. Hend- I mean, Hendricks gets the opening day now. Love it. He's deserved it. He's pitched big, Makes games, sense, yeah. big games. People forget he has a 3-1-4 career ERA and like a thousand innings. It's not like we're. T- we talk about like Chris Bryant just in the city being like underloved. Kyle Hendricks locally and nationally, like one of the most underrated pitchers. Um, he's not flashy again. Yeah, he's, just, he's not flashy. He doesn't throw hard. He's just a guy who knows how to pitch. Um, you Darvish behind it, love it. I think he's like a little slightly behind right now, as we like saw earlier this week. So, all right, that's fine. But still, 
Love that one-two combo. Lester third, probably, most likely, should be. Wait, I said it last year. I mean, obviously, he's not the ace anymore. He's not. He doesn't have ace stuff every single time out. But, like Kevin said, uh, he mentioned it in a chat earlier. You know, he's going to be going up against other teams, like third best pitchers, and you got to like the Cubs' chances on most of those days because yep. Lester still has that ability to turn it on. He sure does. Um, but after that, it gets. I have Tyler Chatwood. Uh, you just never know. Yeah. Alec Mills. Alec Mills throws strikes. I, Where's that one kid at with the name that's really hard to pronounce? Edward Alzale. Yeah. He, is uh, he on the depth, depth guy right now? He's in South Bend. Yeah, he's a taxi. Um, and then they got Quintana. Obviously, no more dishes. He's going to use paper plates for the rest of the. Uh, yeah, Quintana just started throwing again on yeah. Thursday, but who knows? I don't know when he's coming back. Um, so but I love the first three, though. Okay, no, we're in the same <laughs> I boat. I think we're in the same we're, spot. Yeah. yeah, we're in the same boat. <laughs> when you have when you have a sixty game season, one through three is extremely vital. Four is four is like your fifth in a shortened season too. I mean, I'm, I assume these guys. I mean, they're still going to be going every fifth, but I think that they're they'd be more inclined to use a bullpen guy or like a, a Johnny Holstaff sometimes in the way this is set up. If you don't have a fifth guy that can really go, but Hendricks is perfect. The dude is a, a professor, and we talked about it on the chat too. I thought what you was throwing that that uh. That uh, that cutter, I think it was the cutter that he was throwing. My goodness gracious, Darvish's cutter coming in. It 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 has that late giddy up too, but it 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 just really does. It backs up like against a righty. That's almost an unhittable pitch because you're going to freeze because that ball looks like it's six to eight inches outside and it just cuts back in. And you've got you know you can throw that at the right hip of the of a lefty, and again it's going to freeze somebody. And that ball just it just drifts back over. It's sick. It, that's a good pitch to have early in the season. I know he throws like thirteen different pitches or whatever, but. He threw a few, uh, even in the, in the Chris, Chris, you know, Chris kind of milked a walk a little bit, but I think it was three one, and he threw a pitch, three one. I think it was a slider, and it was it, it was a called strike. Obviously, Chris froze too. I mean, he was obviously looking fastball, but you look at those types of pitches, and if you have that kind of stuff going for you, that's a number one guy mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff. That's so that's a one A behind Hendricks. So Hendricks might be the one, but make no mistake about it, Darvish is is he's. He did give up the jack, but let's and and uh, you know he walked Chris, gave up a wild pitch because I think uh, Caratini didn't slide over and block, um, and then you know ground ball single, you know down one nothing. I think it was uh, he gave up two runs. Is that what it was? Two runs? Yeah, he gave up a run the first and the home run. To, uh, and again, though, I really think it's hard to gauge pitchers in these inner squad things. It is. I mean. It's so just like stuff. Training, you know, good like stuff. They're working on things. Yeah. Right. So, you know, one thing, I mean, Beef Love is a great dude. Big fan of his, but he always shoots straight. Good or bad, he always says straight. So he's up here tweeting that he says video game stuff tonight or Thursday night. That makes me pretty encouraged because if C sucked, he'd say C sucked. And I haven't been able to watch this because I just got home. But, like, to hear that, shot an eighty-eight. Shot an eighty-eight. Ugh. But uh, that makes me very encouraged. Also, apparently, Jimmy Cordero is pitching very good again. People really like Jimmy Cordero because he has massive arms. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kevin, similar question to Zoe. How are you going to feel on opening day when Jason Kipnis 
is the starting second base for the Cubs. I'm okay with it. I mean, he's a veteran. You give the veterans the first shot too, and I think Nico Horner needs to. I think it's good if if he sits. He's going to be with the squad, so he'll he might get an opportunity that day. But I think that again, I think over the course of this this time period, I think Nico is going to showcase that he is the more consistent off like option. You need the maybe maybe you do need a rotational defense um, and bats, and he can play second, third, short. You can put him in center field even if you needed to. So he's a pretty versatile dude. He'll find a way in the lineup either way, but you want to go with the vet. And and, and Kip misses, he deserves that. He's earned that over the course of his career, and they signed him for a reason. Let him go for it. But he comes out hot, awesome. If he's Descalso, then you say, hey, here we go, Nico. How's Nico been looking? He's single the other day. I mean, he shortened up Solid. the other day. Yeah, looks good. He looks like a, a guy that's not going to hurt you. He's not going to, like, carry you. He's just going to consistently be there. The interesting thing that I uh, – I mean – we talked it. We talked about it all spring training, like before it got, everything got shut down. Uh, but during one of the interest interest squad games, Len Casper, the Cubs play by play man, he like brought up how like you know if it was like the regular season, like it, it was looking like Horner was going to start the year in Triple A. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked about that in the start of the year, but like you know he should still be like he should win a job over like Daniel Descalso or something, right? And, like that kind of like took me back. Is like oh man, that would have been. That would have been like a shitty move. Like, it, like there should have been the reason Horner uh, should have started Triple A. So I don't think we're gonna get that. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're about where Nico would have taken the job anyway. Right. Oh, I, I would hope it'd be a lot earlier than July. <laughs> <laughs> but we we're beyond that little uh, that line right now. So it's not shocking. And again, you like the guy. He's a headsy guy, but you like the vets too. So you can't really like you can't judge either one. I, I think that, but it's a smart move at, from at the Ross. end of the day. Just give the guy who's the better player at that given time. Yeah, I, mean, it's, it's I don't. I don't feel it's, like it's it like We're so used to Joe Madden complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated. You go. With the, you ride the hot hand. You you yep. you go with the guys that are getting it done, and then what happens some, happens. Um, I've been seeing some like flashbacks, like some highlights from last year, and it just reminded me of how. The, and it wasn't just Joe Man, because like the front office too, because they're the ones making the moves to bring in players from like AAA and not mm-hmm. like the Cubs just wasting a month and of ha- uh, like two months of the season not having a professional second baseman up. I'm so fucking frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, it doesn't have sixty game season. Can't fuck around. So just play the nope. best one, guys. Yeah, bullpen's gonna be the thing that we're gonna have to worry yes. about. And now a word from our sponsors. So we all play MLB The Show, all three of us, and I know a lot of people that listen to this do as well. So apparently each team is going to get, what was the number, like 84, something, X amount of certain crowd noises. So every team is going to be using the same crowd noises. But they're from MLB The Show. They're different reactions and different things like that. I don't know how that's going to sound. 75 effects and reactions are from um, what is that? That's terrible. Um, the other day, <laughs> so, the when the Cubs, so when the Cubs finally broadcast their uh, games on TV, since like, what's the point of playing and you're broadcasting? Um, at first, sounded like shit. It was just like static. It still sounds kind of weird because like they have it, they have like such a low muted response like just the overall like chatter and then mm-hmm. it's like somebody described i think it was uh from bleacher nation that uh their twitter account it was like 
Runner at first base, ground ball to shortstop, flips over to second baseman for his first out. Flips, like, crowd silent. Flips over to first base for double play. Crowd silent. Second passes. Cheers erupt. It's like, it, it just doesn't sound natural. It's like, it still right. sounds weird. But at the end of the day, I know I said, I said that night, like, sounds like shit. It just sounds like static. It sounds like. Uh, better than silence. Yeah, it sounds like what, like, <laughs> that's what I that, like, it sounds like that uh, blow dryer effect. Uh, just like buzzing through your TV or computer. Uh, I think you get used to it. Time pass, you, you'll get used to it. It's not that big of a deal. It's fine. Well, players, they, right. I think these players have started like, yeah, it kind of sounds like real people. You know what they need to do is they need to hire some of the world's best DJs to come in, give them a full on DJ like board that has all the different types of sound, crowd sounds. And then as they're watching the game, react, react, react. Because it, it's, it's pretty bad. I'll be honest. I'd rather, I would like it to be silent. I like the sound of the crack and you can hear everybody talk with that. I mean, you can kind of hear people talking a little bit, but what they're going to really have to do is just pump it in. The The audio track's going to have to pump in with the broadcast. It's going to have to be just part of the, the audio track itself, um, which is not hard to do. I know that they're just kind of testing out the production value stuff too as they play these scrimmages. So they're going to find the best way to kind of pump that, that crowd noise in so it's not as frustratingly annoying to the right. viewer, but also to the, the players too, like, it, I mean, you got some dipshit playing like the, you know, listening to music on their phone and they're sitting right behind the dugout. It's annoying. It's frustrating. It, it so like if you have a weird noise that's coming through like a because it's a different coming from a crowd compared to a bunch of speakers placed you know conveniently around the ballpark. So you they're gonna have to perfect that and I, it, they might actually reduce that in the ballpark while the guys are playing and increase that on the actual broadcast that we watch, so that you don't really hear the crowd if you're. In the ballpark, you can hear mm-hmm. it on the broadcast, but not the ballpark. I think that probably wouldn't. I think the players probably would. So like, as we record this on Thursday night, apparently the White Sox just decided we're just going to keep playing. So they they just they're just going out for another inning. I just want to say, hope no one gets hurt, and that's it. Yep, they threw uh, Tyler Johnson out on the mound. That out there into the world. Yep. Oh. What are you guys? Uh, I saw this. Uh, not narrative, but just like this thought on Twitter the other day. With like there obviously being no fans, you know, you don't have that added like extra pressure or whatever that you feel stress from just the moment might not might not feel the same. Mm-hmm. Um, is that an actual like effect on guys who maybe before would crack under the pressure, or maybe has a negative effect on guys who feed off that energy and now they're not going to have that. Absolutely great question. I mean, I don't know, Zoe. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, well, it definitely. I mean, in anything, when you have a crowd, you it's like adrenaline. You know what I mean? Like, if the crowd's going nuts, I've never been in a situation where I've been doing something athletic with a crowd going like insane. Like, I never really played past high school, so like it was like you know whatever. But you yeah. do. You get your periscoping your golf runs you get adrenaline pumping well even now like when i'm playing golf if i'm playing for money or like you know what i mean if it's a big shot to win a scramble or something like that like you feel that extra adrenaline and you perform better or you perform worse you know it's like it it alters your performance i guess is what i'm saying and yeah i could see that becoming a factor you know runners on second and third with one out and you're down by one 
Like that's and if you're it was a home game, that's when your crowd's going absolutely ape shit while you're at the plate. And yeah, you're you know you're feeling it a little bit more. And now with the quietness and you know, I I would yeah I would feel pretty confident saying like that's gonna change some things for some guys. You know what and I mean? Like for you, like a twelve foot birdie putt with no one around, is that less terrifying to you than if there were people watching for you, for you at least? Like or like are you someone that like actually does feed off like the outside energy, or are you someone that's like kind of can stay in your own? Because that's another stay question. In my own. Do yeah. you get to your happy place? The twelve foot putt's well, terrifying. Twelve foot putt for birdie, regardless, is terrifying to me. I don't know. I'm not sure a crowd could change. I'm just like the butterflies the green my- in regulation. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I know what you're saying, though. No, I'm I'm pretty consistent in everything. Like even like in other situations, like in my nine to five and everything. Like when the pressure's on, like I tend to step up and perform a little bit better. And it was all, like even when I played ball in high school. Like when we played games that had bigger crowds, I played better. Mm. Like it just, it's just kind of like, but I guess that's going to say a lot for players, you know, having to get themselves psyched up, you know, to get in like Kevin, like you were saying, like in that mental space, you know what I mean? So it's just. And Kevin, I think uh, the mechanism. you said how you think veteran teams are going to be like the ones who react better. I think oh, that's like also back where, you know, veteran guys have been through that they can maybe just mentally adjust better. I well, and, and, and again, you know, I you know, I hate to bring these kind of guys up, but guys that are that feed off of energy, you know, as for as far as our what we're concerned with the Cubs, right? A hobby, right. hobby feeds off crowd energy. Wilson's 100%. proving that that shit doesn't matter. And Javi the other day looked like shit in his first two at bats, and then hit a baseball off a guy that might be bagging groceries in a couple weeks anyway, uh, like off the back part of the bleachers. Like, but the question is, like, do, can, those, can those guys show up every day? The energy. The energy guys, the, the high energy guys, the, the, the everything, everything that, that that plays off that like energy, are those guys going to thrive? And then the guys that don't, the even keel guys, the guys like Chris, that the guys like Hendricks, the guys that don't get caught up in the big moment because they're never too high and they're never too low, are those guys going to just sit there and just continue to do what they do normally? But because of the way everything's all all whacked out, these other guys are going to have their ups and downs, and the, the consistent guys are going to look probably greater to the general public, they're going to have a, the, the optics, at least they're going to be like, Oh, this guy's so good this year. Wow. And like, no, he does it every year, but it's going to be because everybody else goes up and down. They're going to have those, those energy people are going to have their highs and lows. I think Javi's going to be a, a hit and miss. I think Javi's going to have a great a month coming out of the gate and then the body builds down and he's not going to have that extra testosterone going because he gets mm-hmm. pumped. And then, you know, he's going to, he'll find it again, like two, three weeks later, but that does pay a difference. Like that energy that they give. I don't, I don't think that there's a, I don't think there's craziness or like, I don't think it's come to sound like a hippie thing to say that a crowd can really give you energy that you don't have. Sometimes it, it, yeah. it, it, oh, is, 100%. A, it is a metaphysical kind of like connection. And with, without that, well, that was, but, um, hey, no. who's here? Oh, no, uh, <laughs> I think it's my dog. Um, but uh, you know you have that uh, you have that connection. So like uh, that connection severed right now. So to see these guys kind of try and perform without that connection, they're gonna have to muster it up from somewhere else. And th- those pros, those vets, they know where to muster it. They've been mustering it now for a little bit when they got nothing and they're on empty. So I think those guys are gonna perform well early too. But yeah, the, and the, it's gonna be hit and miss. 
you know, I mean, on my side of things, Tim Anderson's that kind of guy. And what I see with Tim Anderson, I know people are like, oh, look at him dancing and like joking around. I feel like he's trying to like create that energy. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he's trying to like create this like vibe and this energy to like get guys pumped and keep them going and say, lose. Like, I don't think he's just doing it just to, I mean, yeah, it is his personality. He's just a happy guy and he's just keeping it going. But I also think that's going to help. I think just having a guy in the dugout that's upbeat and like high energy like that is going to keep guys up. You know, if you have a team like the Cardinals where if you sneeze too loud, you get shushed, like that's going to suck for – I just because the Cardinals suck. I just hate the Cardinals. <laughs> Cardinals. Right. And it's just Missouri boring. Sucks. So, like, I'm, the I, I love seeing Tim Anderson out there dancing and high-fiving and getting his teammates – juiced up and keeping the energy high because at the end of the day that's that's going to be very valuable during this weird piped in crowd noise 60 game season is each locker room each locker room is gonna have to pull from those guys they're gonna have to have guys like that every successful locker room will have a guy that can they everyone else can pull energy from there's got to be you got to have that you got to have that guy now is it enough where it's like some dude that you want to like bust their you know their boom box with your bat like the, the Sosa carry wood thing, or is it someone that comes in there and just like comes in every day and he is just a ball of energy and everyone just is like, I wasn't ready to show up, but you were like a cup of coffee walking in this clubhouse. And those guys are going to give a lot, but they're going to probably lose a lot on the field too. They might lose a little bit of that fuel energy because they're giving it to their teammates. And that's a, it's a fair trade because you're going to get a, an overall team thing, but you know, personal accolades this year are going to have to go out the window and they're going to have to give of themselves a lot of that energy. And mm-hmm. It's gonna, it, it, whoever has someone that does that, or multiple people that do that, they're gonna have a, they're gonna have good seasons. So, yeah. are you nervous at all? That no, no, wait. <laughs> no, no, no. We were talking about the, the, the no. I think I mean I think you answered last, so you're pretty optimistic about the Sox. This year. I was gonna say, are you at all nervous at all? They just come out and they're just like bad. No, because okay. it's. It's not that I don't think it could happen because it definitely could happen. Like 100% could happen. But I'm not really nervous just because of what kind of what Dallas Keiko was saying, just the age and the dynamic of this team. If they're going to have growing pains, it's going to suck and it's going to be magnified in a 60 game season. So like they, they really, the room for that is gone, but just because it's gone doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I still think they have a, a lot of very, very talented young players on this team. But let's say Luis Robert goes 0 for 12 to start the season. Sky isn't falling. The kid's going to be fucking good. You know what I mean? It's just – but – and we brought it up last show, and I, for some reason I keep thinking about it and it stuck with me. He made such a good point where other rookies – they don't get to have two weeks of inter-squad scrimmages in major league ballparks before the season starts. You know what I mean? So like it's, it's just everything that we know about conventional baseball and everything we think we know and all this stuff really is getting tossed out the window during this six. No, this is completely uncharted territories for everyone. Mm-hmm. Players, coaches, commissioners, podcasters, extremely handsome guys named Matt. Like there's, it's just weird for everybody. You know what I mean? So that was you. That was me. Um, I'm just excited for it to get going. I'm just so very he, eager to see this go. 
question for you too. Like, so with White Sox fans, like coming into this season, you guys had, I'm not going to say over expectations. You guys had tempered expectations. It felt like before everything got shut down, like everyone's like, if we contend this year, awesome. If we don't, we're going to build close enough. Now we're at this point now, because like, again, absence makes the fart grow stronger. We've sat out and, and now the legend has begun to build. It's like someone that like, you know, tells a story in February. That story keeps being told over and over again with no resolution. Purple monkey dishwasher. And puppy monkey baby too. And so you have this story that is being told. Is it getting to be over expectations now? Have people lost the, if we do it this year, great, but we know we're going to do it next year kind of thing. Is it gone now? Is that, is it, is it to the point where it's, I mean, again, everyone makes the play, like almost everyone, not almost everyone, but they're going to make the playoffs. They're good enough to make the playoffs this year, regardless. And if you're in the postseason, anyone stands a chance. But is that up the expectation now? Like, is all of a sudden, is it a failure to not be a badass contender this year? Which was going to be like a, if we do it, awesome. Mm, I don't know if it's a failure. I think, again, it's a weird situation where we're now in mid it's going to be late July where we haven't seen one real pitch. Um, people are really excited, and out of that excitement, I think, are coming a little bit of high expectations, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, people are just juiced that it's baseball. And I think that's – I can only speak to White Sox Twitter because I'm just deeply in there. I don't know how the Cubs – but, yeah, people are pumped. We got a – there's a lot of new toys out there for the White Sox. You know what I mean? Yasmani Grandal, Luis Robert, Nick Madrigal, and Carson Young, like Nomar Mazzara. Like the list goes on and on. And plus the parts that we already had in place, this team should and could make the playoffs. And I think for me, that's where I'm setting the bar. World Series, awesome. AL Championship, fucking cool. Make the playoffs, that's a fucking good season for them. There you go. And that's a great, that's, and Aldo, like with you, how do you feel like Cubs, like the Cubs fans' expectations have been compared to that too? Because we've, you know, obviously Cub fans have had a little bit more success recently. So, like, how do you feel like our Cubs fans like tempered? They're just kind of sitting back and kind of like hovering at the back of the room, whereas White Sox fans are ready to like go press forward and and let's go. But whereas Cub fans are like uh, watchful waiting, kind of. You know, it's so weird because the last two off seasons, obviously after last year's shit show and how uh, 2019 ended, and then going into the offseason where nothing happened, uh, where the Cubs got, like, spent on one free agent. It was just kind of this, like, gloomy feel. It's like, uh, like, we know we're towards the end of that window. Like, there's all the rumors about Chris Bryant, the rumors about... Oh, Wilson don't get him started. Don't pull that cord. No, it's just like, we're. I'm just bringing it back how, like, it's just like this, like, this tension of, like... Yeah, we want to see baseball back. I think the expectation is minimum, make the playoffs. Like, there's no reason not the Cubs have the talent uh, to make the playoffs. And Central's not – yeah, the Reds did, like, a lot. Reds are, like, vastly improved team. The Brewers are, like – you just don't know. They just overperform every fucking year, it seems like, these past, like, four years. The Cardinals are, like, uh, they can just be average. The Pirates suck. I don't care. About four that. teams from the Central that might make the playoffs. Pirates stink. Yeah, so it's just, like – I think the, the, it's just this weird tension because then we're going into this offseason where, again, are they going to spend again? Like, well, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. It's just 
it's like because it's like you have like an eye on like the future where it's like the White Sox fans also have an eye in the future, but it's because like it's for good things. <laughs> for the Cubs, it's the complete opposite. It's like shit. If the Cubs, isn't that like the, sh- isn't the, the Cubs shitty part of being up, a- just gonna blow it up? Like, like, <laughs> for well, the Sox, the shitty- like if we don't make the playoffs, hey, still got a great young team. We're set. We have all these guys locked up for like six more years. It's fine. And that's the shitty part of being in the window, right? We're at the what part of the wind the the window they're talking. The Sox window. fans, you guys are at the front of the window, right? Yeah, or the beginning of the window. We're opening. We're the at window. the what part of the window? Like so, the window causes like weird undue stress. Mm-hmm. Like you legit just like address the window, and it's yeah. like, what do we do? Oh my god, how do we keep this window open longer? No, well, sometimes you just don't. You just you you go cyclic, and you hey, you have to kind of take it and run with it. The Astros are you know cheaters and all. Theirs wasn't cyclic, but the Cardinals do that. The Cardinals kind of struggle for a year or two, and then they always rebound. I hate to say that because the Cardinals, um, you know, I, I think the Red Sox are about a, you know, they're getting closer to a resurgence again, but that's, you know, that's them. But it, it really is that kind of like weird window expectation. Like, where are you in the window? And that makes it hard for fans. So, so we're, we're as Cup fans, we're probably in that that bottom third of the window. So now we're freaking out. Like every single move is, is terribly like overanalyzed where it was. Oh, right now you guys at the beginning of the window, it's huge. It's a giant Bay window. You're looking out over the ocean. You're like, God, yes, this is our ocean. Let's go see how this plays out. And it, with cup fans, we're like, wait, wait, it's the rear window is not as cool. Mm-hmm. I do have to say though, like even before, uh, like back in like spring training, when all the projections started to come out, like I think Sox fans were still like, Hey, no, we should be competing for the playoffs. I think that was always yeah. the, I would I think, think they were less the uh, expectation. They were less aggressive on social media. Yeah, it's a lot of pent up shit too, though. <laughs> people, people been on lockdown. And the thing is, it's a sixty game season. Like, you, so you have everything. I mean, the chances are raised. Yeah. We get a hot pot season. It's gonna like we're gonna like it's mm-hmm. gonna be like you're gonna take. Sox the, don't have to play the Yankees. Bit. You know what I mean? That's the other thing. The White Sox don't have to play the Yankees. They don't have to play the Astros. They don't have to play. You know what I mean? They don't have to play the Dodgers. So, by the way, Zoe, how does it feel to finally be recognized as a uh, the White Sox finally being recognized by ESPN? That must have been it. That kid got fired. Whoever did it, whoever <laughs> scheduled, whoever put him on, whoever put him on Sunday Night Baseball, they're like, oh sweet, we got the Cubs game. Who are they playing? The who? Oh, uh, well, you're fired. <laughs> like that had to have been a mistake. Whoever pitched that game was like, yeah, we're gonna put the Cubs on and. They yeah. didn't see the other team. They said yeah. Chicago, game in Chicago. Yeah, they said game in Chicago. But <laughs> um, And I do want to point out that it's now an hour later and Nick Madrigal is still trending in Illinois. Good. Oh, did, uh, did he strike out again? No. <laughs> this, is, this is goofy. Uh, hey, man. That – it's fun though. At the end of the day, it's, everybody's just having some fun. Oh, it is fun. Oh, I'm like I said, I think oh. it's because here's the thing. Even like the people who get like dunked on, they still love it. Like Beef Beef Loaf, prime prime example. He's like, I think he said uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. It's like the most fun like I can have on here is if Nick Magical hits like 400 or something. Yeah, for the retweet. Wait, by the way, I just got retweeted. Yeah, but what that was a, the dude with the bazooka in the dugout. It's awesome, right? <laughs> I mean, it's obviously Tim Anderson can get much better props, and that they should have had something exploding at least with some sparkles. 
Dude, so that's <laughs> that's my props. that's my other new favorite hobby is when Tim Anderson does anything and watching like old white dudes get really pissed off on Twitter about it. Could you imagine if Tim Anderson pulled out a bazooka in the dugout as a prop after a home run? That would be Come amazing. And and yeah, no, yeah, he has a look. I'm not I'm not a big fan of the bat flips. Okay, but his isn't a bat flip. It's a bat throw. It's overhand. It's not a flip. There's a flip is from down to up. His is come from up here and goes down. Mm-hmm. He's got a trajectory. That's a throw, which that's some passion stuff right there. I don't I'm you know what? I'll accept that. But no flips. None of the underhand stuff. Overhand only. Dude, they're just gonna play nine innings tonight. They just said fuck it. They went full nine? They're about to, yeah. They're still going, dude. It started at seven. It's ten oh five. What do you guys think though? Like I saw you threw it on the bottom. Is it a bat flip if it's I honestly don't care. Who cares? It's just it's it's awesome, is what it is. Judgment system. We saw Kosuke Fukudomi, by the way, hit a game winning home run in Japan. White Sox legend. Uh, yeah, no, this place 43 hitting walk off dingers. That's fine. You know who's hitting bombs overseas is Adam Jones. Is he? I yep. completely forgot that Adam Jones is playing. Yep, and he's hitting <laughs> third, third deck tanks over in Japan right now. By the way, shout out to the KBO. We, complete, we didn't forget about you, kind of did. No, kind of oh, did. No. Sorry, <laughs> we definitely did. Should you do a check in on uh, KBO standings. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking Isn't at it the uh, dinos. Currently, oh, the no. dinos doing. Oh no, two starts. Wait, this is probably. Hopefully, it's not updated. That's not good. Oh jeez, our cut. SK Wyverns are 19 and 43. Oh damn, uh, rough. How's our guy doing? Can we get a stat check? Let's see. Stat checks don't look good to me. I um, don't. With that record, I don't think this is going to go well, but. We can blame it on run support, maybe. Let's see. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, um... By the way, oh, Kevin, you, I mean, you brought this up pre-show. Let's talk about it right now. Cubs keep getting a delayed test results back, and I have a feeling that we're just going to have a game in, like, August. There's going to be, like, test result delays, and, you know, like, half the Cubs lineup is not going to be able to Cubs win. need this game. What, a great, what a great way to control the narrative. Hey, you guys are in a dogfight with the Brewers. Uh, Chris, Javi, Rizzo, we your test results, results aren't back yet. How about the Brewers? Oh, everyone came back. Uh, we're good. Yeah, that would be bad. Or vice versa. Hey. <laughs> I think I saw something how MLB is trying to address it and like modify their uh, testing, but like week away, boys. Come on. Yep. I know it's hard. I know you've never done this before. You're not your professional. Science, but- science is inexact. Give them a break. I mean, they are the, some of these dudes are trying to do something that's never been done before, too. So we should tip our cap to those dudes mm-hmm. in Wait. some way. Okay, Kevin needs to reach out to Nick. Did he get hurt? I saw, see, I saw two 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 appearances, two right? Yeah, yeah. All right, Re- reach out, reach out. Yeah, we need to know. Inqu- inquiring minds need to know. Uh, right. Yeah, but my dinos are forty and nineteen. So. Oh, they're your dinos. I I do know a bunch of my buddies have been making some sweet, sweet coin off of betting KBO games. 
Oh, they, I mean, they knew more than we ever did. If you just rode the dino train. Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm pretty sure the strategy is just ride the dinos. <laughs> you got you to gotta walk the dinosaur. What else we got? What else? We, what What do you have in that pre-show list, Kevin? We're actually going to stick to it this time. What? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, do, right. I do know that Jason Shreve uh, was happy to hear that Las Vegas resident Sheldon Adelson was part of the New York Mets investment group. And then we made some did, jokes uh, about the you know, Las Vegas Mets. But that's not going to happen. Did Jason make the taxi squad? He's, I think he's, well, he's still there. Oh. Um... Oh, Bob Nettengel sucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just want to know how he can type and hold Rhinosaur's nuts in his hand at the same time. Jason Shreve is chasing a spot on the 2020. This is a really, um, really well thought out headline. Jason's oh, never heard that before. I thought that was you just like being over the top corny for fun. No, no, that's the headline for the uh, SB Nation Mets season preview. Chasen Shreve is chasing a spot on the 2020 Mets. The position of lefty that isn't Justin Wilson is pretty wide open. And then it's got some pretty funny glamour shots of him. I'm going to really give him shit about. But um, no, he's. Yeah, so I don't really want to go too deep into it because we've talked about it ad nauseum about other topics, but it's back again. Bob Nightingale sucks. Just the worst. No, and like this isn't like this is even me. Like, oh, like I could like do his job. I have no interest in like covering baseball at a national level or like local level. I don't care. I'm just a fan who likes to fucking talk shit about the Cubs and baseball. Yep. There are a lot of qualified uh, reporters out there who can do a million times better job that Bob Nightingale has done since I've like started like following like hardcore in depth baseball news. That mm-hmm. guy is just awful, awful, it's the just, worst. Shout out to his appearance on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always forget about that. Thanks for coming on, Bob. One I don't think that's going to happen again. One of our first guests. <laughs> well, maybe if Jerry Ryan sort of tell him, tells him he has to, he'll oh, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah, we just need to send him a letter as if we're Jerry Reinsdorf. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, And then the last thing on Kevin's list, so we can actually say we talked about everything on your list. list? Yeah, it's my list. Um, Theo is worried about transactions. And that actually is kind of interesting to me. So, yeah, this is a game season. Like, okay, that makes it weird to make trades. But – the other thing that makes it weird to make trades is, all right, say I'm team A, Kevin, you're team B. My guys over here at team A have been on lockdown. I haven't let them go anywhere. They've been tested like crazy. Everything is right, zero right. positives. Right. Your team has had like three or four positives. Dudes are going out partying. Like you don't got that shit on lockdown. Why would I trade with your team? Because now if I get your guy and he's positive, my team's going to get effed. Here's the kicker. Don't you think these front offices are watching which people and which players can actually follow protocol during these types of moments? These guys, their reputations are now on full display. Can I trust you as a franchise to work out on your own in the offseason? Well, if I can't trust you to stay in the hotel during the baseball season – 
why would I trust you? Like, so there's some, there's some legit, it's, it's, it's actually good for the owners. They're going to see who actually can work and, and hold it in. I, I think it's cool. I, again, I don't think it's a shocker that the Cubs have zero COVIDs. I'm sorry. They're all nerds. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not party animals. They're not those guys. They're old. But they're not for old. everyone, they're, dude. They're in their thirties. They're upper twenties. They're, they're done. They got babies. They're, ugh. it's hard enough. So they're, they're killing it. Like they're, they stayed in. They were like, it's no big deal. We're good. Cubs have taken care of them enough. They've been taken care of enough to not have to feel like they had to go make bad decisions. And so it's cool that the Cubs are the, that team, but it's because they're just, they're just the thing that we hope maybe helps them win, which is mature. I think when yeah. you see you hear about dudes going out to like clubs and doing the party but thing, that, um, but and I agree with you, but you got to see you, you see what I'm saying though. Like that, it's got to make trades harder. Oh, like, and also, and also, what did team? What did teams complain for the last three months? Money. I don't think mm-hmm. there's any like oh, yeah. major. Well, the White Sox are going to lose a hundred million dollars or whatever. This oh, year, so. Jerry. Yeah, please. Pieces though. Um, I don't like. I don't think there's going to be any big star trades. I know the whole big thing with the Cubs is like, what are they going to do with Chris Bryant? I don't. I don't think he's going to get traded. Uh, in the end, the happiest people in the world, Dodgers. Yep, they're not going to get totally screwed out of Mookie Betts. Yep, they're, until he comes to the White Sox next year. See, and after losing a hundred million, oh, he hit a few mm-hmm. balls. God, the sound. Mookie Betts, deep. Oof. I saw it was awesome. Uh, somebody like tweeted out um like who has the best outfield in baseball and the first reply it's just because i follow the guy but the first reply was Eloy, robert and bets i was like yep <laughs> i like it i like it a lot hey hypothetical and let's get this going since fuck it who cares mm-hmm. the Rays are I'm trying in. a two outfield five infield defense just to see how much ground their two outfielders can cover. I like how it. much ground, fucking hell yes? How much ground can Luis Robert and Mookie Betts cover for the Sox next year? Oh, the answer is all of it. Oh, if this is a thing, it's a thing. Like if this is a thing, it's a thing. You might figure out that balls that don't get through that dirt are more detrimental to your team's success than fly balls that land on that outfield grass. This is kind of cool so are they really doing that like they tried that on thursday i mean even right now they could put louise robert and adam ingle out there and i'm pretty sure they can cover it so it's basically the bottom of the ninth inning tie ball game less than two outs defense right got the oh uh, yeah doing it in regular uh up on top on second base yeah or with the extra innings yeah shit oh okay yeah That's- oh yeah. Actually, yeah. thinking about that, that's one of my favorite defensive calls. So shifts don't work at the high school level, or at least you get made fun of for trying them. And I tried them. Whoops. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yep. But it was. So, all right. We finished the list. Suno deal yeah. for Cubs and Comcast. Marquee. There we got Marquee is on our. And Aldo, you shared the you shared the link. I did share the link. I will continue <laughs> to share the link. But yeah. and I, st- I do get it if you're pissed off because I mean. It's like it's not that convenient. If you still want to watch it on your TV, and you don't have access to Marquee, you can't really watch it. Or if you don't, if you have Comcast, because that's like what, well for Chicago, 
that's like more than half of the like, people there have Comcast. So yeah, it's good I actually almost switched from YouTube TV over to Hulu Live just so I could get the marquee network, but then I realized that it would be blacked out anyway because any baseball games in the real season are going to be blacked out by MLB. <laughs> and everything on the West Wait. Coast here in Vegas is blacked out. So I saw the, the West Coast. Dude, I saw the I was looking at the blackout map. People in Iowa get royally fucked. Wait, fuck, no, just like Vegas and no Arizona. Team. But Same like I like every team had like a like a color. Mm-hmm. Iowa looked like a goddamn like zebra orgy of stripes. Like it was like holy smokes. Vegas has nine teams that are blacked out here. I think that yeah, Iowa's like nine. eleven. I don't. I, just, I would be. I mean, I guess I would just get a VPN and just stream that shit. But like, holy moly! Diamondbacks, Dodgers, Padres, Angels. Well, can't A's. you just go sit in a sports book? No. Yeah. And and how much does that cost? Because I don't know. <laughs> well, it doesn't always it's not cheaper. It's just and there are no sitting in sports well, books now. Sox game's over. Sox won. <laughs> Good job, Sox. I made Do they have fireworks game. when the Sox win? Yes, but they didn't light up fireworks, but apparently right now they're blasting sweet home Chicago. Which they also play when they win. Oh, so before we end this uh, show, explain what's up with the red glove thing. Just saw that. Mm. Um, so, oh, friend of the show, Austin uh, Zick Dizik. I can't pronounce his name. Dizik. Austin is a very cool man. I met him a couple times. Awesome dude. Good Twitter follow. Follow him. But he apparently was talking to Lucas Giolito on his YouTube live stream. And he asked Lucas, what's up with all the red gloves? And Giolito responded, red gloves equal drip. So there you go. What is drip? It's exactly what you think it means, Kevin. Like Kev, like swag or like. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. I'm trying to, yeah. Hey, man, it's in throwing his back. Old teacher needs to be explained a little bit. Um, Yeah. Are they just copying Eloy because he always wears the red batting gloves? That's what it seems like to me. But didn't Eloy, doesn't he wear that in like tribute to one of his friends or something like that? I think that? it's his dad, actually. Yeah. Was this dad. like wearing white cleats like 14 years ago? What's up? I, so 14 years know. ago, like white cleats became like the thing. It was like before that, it was like wearing Cousin Eddie shoes. Like, well, like cause, but then it became like a thing. It yep. was white cleats. And then Dallas Keiko has that like turquoise glove. I don't know. It's cool. Whatever. Pitchers have to be careful with their glove color, by the way. Solid and dark. Shout out to the Milwaukee Brewers. There's there's actually some shit there. The Milwaukee Brewers, in their artificial crowd noise, they had like their fake noise boo Christian Yelich. And they're like, oh, is it, are they playing the Cubs? Like, biggest joke forever has been how Miller Park is just Wrigley North. So, congratulations. Fucking idiots. What a dumb team. I hate the group so much. <laughs> All right. Let's put a pin in it. Uh, remember, hahahotsauce.com. Um, yeah. We'll make sure Next you follow. Next show, we get to talk about real baseball. Yeah, make well, sure you follow. Season, but... Wait, well, yeah, oh, 24th, though. 24th. What is today? Today's uh, 16th. 
god, we have too much. You get to preview the season, boys. Get your over unders ready. Yeah, next. I know we've been saying we're gonna do it for a while, but next week for sure, we're gonna do our over unders. Nick Madrigal, thirty six percent strikeout rate. You should for like over starting Uh, lineups. Projections for those starters. We could discuss this, yeah. So, for Aldo, Kevin, Umzo, uh, make sure you go hahahotsauce.com, and we'll be back next week with actual baseball. So, Pinwheels and Ivy, out. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantes or the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on the board. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board, yeah. Every season they get all changed.